Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, April the 7th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we come to year A and it's the Good Friday of Holy Week. And on the Friday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And so we find ourselves in the Gospel of John, just like last week, uh, the gospel passage is so long. So it's John 18, 1 through chapter 19, verse 42. So let me select a critical piece to reflect on from that bigger passage so that the scripture reading isn't so long like it was last week. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. John chapter 19, verses 16 through 30. The soldiers took Jesus prisoner. Carrying his cross by himself, he went out to a place called Skull Place, in Aramaic Golgotha. That's where they crucified him. And two others were with him, one on each side, and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a public notice written and posted on the cross. It read, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. Therefore the Jewish chief priests complained to Pilate, Don't write the king of the Jews, but this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I've written, I've written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and his sandals and divided them into four shares one for each soldier. His shirt was seamless, woven as one piece from the top to the bottom. They said to each other, let's not tear it. Let's cast lots to see who will get it. This was to fulfill the scripture. They divided my clothes among themselves and they cast lots for my clothing. That's what the soldiers did. Jesus's mother and his mother's sister married the wife of Cleopas and Mary Magdalene stood near the cross. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that time on, the disciple took her into his home. After this, knowing that everything was already completed, in order to fulfill the scripture, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was nearby, so the soldiers soaked a sponge in it placed it on a hyssop branch and held it up to his lips. When he had received the sour wine, Jesus said, It is completed. Bowing his head, he gave up his life. This is the word of God for us. So we get to Good Friday and there's so much we could say. When we get to these high holy days, particularly when these high holy days are where we glean from the scripture to reflect upon them, um, as a minister, you really do kind of give it a pause because um, you just wonder, like, this is another year, it's the same verses, there's not a lot of, quote, content, can I find something to share, right? But I think as we continue to reflect on it, as we continue to listen to God speak to us through his word, I mean, there's just so much that we could say. And 
What's neat about John's account in particular is just all these like micro conversations, uh, these small little plots that help fill in uh, what happens around the cross. One of the things that I've appreciated here, and it reminds me of a quote that I heard all the way back in undergrad, but I just, I kind of marvel at two things happening side by side here, a little bit of a split screen. On the one hand, you got Pilate putting this sign up on the cross. And I think sometimes we read it and we say, okay, this is Pilate and maybe more of a somber and a sober moment. Maybe he's got, like, he's doing some deep wrestling. But then when people actually unearth the other source work that we have for Pontius Pilate, like, this seems totally out of character for him. He did not flinch uh, to prosecute and persecute people. And so to see him kind of more lowly uh, is something that, uh, you know, is hard for some people to believe. And so maybe he is doing this tongue in cheek. Maybe he is like rubbing Jesus' noses, Jesus' nose into what he has said or what was proclaimed about him that Jesus didn't you know, stop from people, people from saying, right? Of course, the, the chief priests and the religious leaders are wanting a, more clarity on it. One of the things that um, is interesting is how this sign is written in three languages, right? And it's near the city. And the chief priests are just so freaked out that so many people are going to get the wrong idea about Jesus, right? And who knows why? Maybe it's self-preservation. Maybe it's a religious longing for them and not to see any blasphemy on a cross, Nevertheless, I just love this detail of, of these three different like um, subtitles, right? Uh, and the quote that I had in undergrad is this idea of like Jesus, like this whole Christ event, it wasn't just tucked away in a faraway corner where it can be um, criticized, where it can be scrutinized into oblivion. But this happened in a very public place. It's happened all the way wide out in the open. And the quote was so a place so cosmopolitan that it had to have three different languages to describe what was going on. And I think in a narrative way, that says so much for us who we should be as the church, correct? Like we uh, should not just be in our, quote, Christian ghettos, as some people say, but we should be out there. Like we should be in a place where there's like multiple languages, um, where there's a cacophony of sound, um, where there has to be interpretation, there has to be curators uh, to even like make sense of why we do the things we do and say the things that we say. So there is an admonition on Good Friday for us to, as a church, to not be afraid, but to go out into that big, bold world and uh, to be the people of God. And it leads to a second thing, like what does it mean? What does it mean to be the people of God? I just love this little side thing that happens. I mean, Jesus is struggling to like, get every single breath because of uh, the way crucifixion wears upon the human body. And uh, as he sees, you know, probably in a lucid moment when he sees uh, his all the loved ones there, uh, John, the disciple whom he loved, and his mom there, and just recognizing that his mom's going to need care for the long haul. Like, he, as he's struggling there, he, just, he makes sure that people are taken care of. And I just think if it was important for Jesus to, as he was concentrating on like just trying to know, sustain, strengthen moment after moment, uh, for him to um, for him to then say, "No, I've still got to take care of needs. I still got to make sure people are cared for." Like, shouldn't it be on the high list for us as well? Um, but um, it's it's just hard to say. But sometimes uh, churches we do things that don't ultimately and directly care for people. Uh, we only care for like the insiders, but not the outsiders and things like that. And so what Good Friday tells us is um, we have to have a big, bold 
uh, hospitality initiative. Uh, we've got to be people who are uh, empathetic, who look, who scan over the whole room and to make sure that everyone is connected and cared for. And so those are two things that I uh, take from the passage today. Um, let's get further out there. Let's get to the place where there's multiple languages, need for interpretation, need to digress and to explain what's going on. And then let's make sure that we care for one another uh, the best we can and uh, relying upon God's grace as we do so. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we reflect deeply uh, in a pause, um, in a, a silent reflection upon Good Friday. We draw ourselves low. Uh, we lighten the schedule. We give space in our day to consider all of the claims of Christ and the deeds of Christ on this Good Friday. Uh, God, we're left speechless. Um, we think that the word instructs us even that, um, God, you're in heaven and we're here on earth. Therefore, we should let our words be few. So this day, we choose to let our prayers and our words be few so that we can think about Jesus' sacrifice. We do hear messages from the cross, the message to get out there and to be out in the world, the world that you love. And, also to look towards one another to make sure all needs are taken care of and all hearts are comforted during a time like this. And so God, we just simply pray that you'd help guide our steps, that you'd help to guide our eyes, allow our resources to pool around great needs so that lives can be repaired and restored on this Good Friday. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>